Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I am Kirsty Ferugia. And I'm Amy Ravel and we're biz besties, professional organisers, declutter coaches, mums, wives, eldest of five. What else are we, Kirst? Oh, for so many. We, we would spend the whole episode talking about all the things that we are. <laughs> yeah, bad humour. <laughs> your friends in your ear every week. We are your friends in your ear and we're really excited about today's topic actually. Yes, what are we talking about? We are talking about how to use your home functionally. I don't know. What are we going to call this episode? I don't want to. Are we calling it mobility? I don't know. Do you want to I think function, or do you want to talk about um, clients that we work with that have mobility um, challenges? I think we want to talk about all of it. And that's okay. why I'm like, what will we call this so it doesn't scare off people? Because I think this is going to be a great episode for everybody to listen to, yes. not just people with mobility issues. As is every episode, hey? I know. <laughs> I was listening to Kate and Mandy's podcast today, Two Peas in a Podcast, just in case you don't know who Kate and Mandy are. And um, one of the speak pipes is talking about how every episode has gold in it, even if you don't think that it's a topic that you would like to listen to and I was like that's like ours as well get that feedback from a lot of people I skipped over an episode and then I decided to listen to it because I listened to the rest of your catalog and oh my gosh that one was amazing yes so we encourage you even if we call something random and you think that that will have nothing to do with your specific life stage then please listen you might just find some gold in it mm-hmm. and Hopefully today you find lots of gold. Exactly. I think it can be so challenging in the time of Instagram curse and influencers and filters and homeware stores to think that part of the role of a professional organiser is just to make your home beautiful and photo worthy and so that when people come in they're like, oh, my gosh, your place is amazing and they dote all over you. But that's not the primary reason that can sometimes be an outcome of working with a professional organiser. But particularly for us at The Art of Decluttering, that is very rarely the main reason someone gets us in. Yes, and it is not, uh, it's not the forefront of any of our staff's mind is how do we stage this to make it a really great Instagram post. It's (laughs) we, our heart is to meet your vision for your home and sometimes that might be an insta-worthy home or an insta-worthy room or an insta-worthy pantry. Um, however, for the majority of our clients, they want to be able to function really well in their home and their vision for their home is to create a space that people feel loved in and that you can be your best self in and that is 
sometimes and often not necessarily Instagrammable. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you can totally Instagram it. You're probably just, it's not the. You're not going to get millions of followers Correct. for turning. It's way too boring. <laughs> and for, and like for a lot of our clients, it's, is um, moving the needle slowly. Mm. It's, it's a slow burn process. It's not necessarily um, an Insta fix. Yeah. We had a client yesterday, Kirst, and I sent you a screenshot of the message that she sent us. But mm. Trudy and I had been working, um, we've probably done seven sessions with this client and we had this week just started in her master bedroom. And the transformation was incredible. She's a really quick decision maker. So not all clients are quick decision makers, but she is. And we were able to totally transform her master bedroom from really cluttered in order to kind of get around the bed. You had to walk sideways and there was drawers everywhere and, you know, lots of things in the way to the type of room that you kind of picture going into in like a beautiful Airbnb. And by the end of the session, she was red in the face and exhausted and ready to sit down and have a cup of tea. And um, we got a message from her at about six o'clock last night that just said, I keep walking back into my bedroom and pinching myself that this is my space and I helped create this. And it's so good. Like it's, and if you, we took a photo of that and put it on Instagram, you just go, oh yeah, it's just a bedroom. But when you know the change from not functional to functional, it is enormous. And that's what we want for you, our community, whether you're clients of ours or whether you're listening and playing along at home, we want you to walk into your spaces and feel at home and calm and relaxed and that it functions for the purpose that you want to use spaces and rooms for. Yes. And so we definitely want to talk today about like if you do have mobility issues and how to set up your home so that um, you can function really well with your mobility issues. Um, but we do want to take that bigger picture of how do we function in the house? Like, and what does that mm. look like for everybody? So why don't we start by talking about some mobility issues that we have come across um, in with Brilliant. our clients, Amy? Yeah, lots of different types of mobility issues. I've worked with clients that are um, mostly in a wheelchair. I've worked with clients that are completely in wheelchairs. I've worked with clients that have, um, I'm not sure the medical term for it, actually. I should have looked this up, but what colloquially is known as drop foot, so uh, unable to kind of lift their feet very high and, and almost have a bit of a, a drag on their foot as they move. Um, I've worked with clients with vision impairment, so the function of the room is hugely important, even though mobility-wise they're not inhibited the function of the room if there's clutter on the floor are going to create function issues and, and trip hazards and that type of thing. One thing I remember specifically is working with this client in particular that had, and I apologise if I'm not saying it right, is, is had drop foot. Um, and it was really significant for him because he'd just come off using a walker and he'd been using the walker, I think he said, for close on 10 years. So he'd worked really, really hard in physio and he was back in his home that had stairs, so like really significant for him. And one of the things we worked really hard to do is made sure that things that were on the ground were removed because the clutter that kind of can accumulate at a doorway or just inside a doorway can kind of just get there without you intentionally putting it there. It's just I'll put it inside the room and I'll get back to that later. But if you do have mobility challenges, you need to think really carefully about just putting something there for later because it could become a trip hazard or it could just be really hard for you to get to to get it away when you need to. Yeah. 
I've worked with clients who have had who have got cerebral palsy, who live with polio, who live with um, acquired brain injuries, which has mm. affected their mobility issues as well, just to name a few. Uh, and so, we really do have to take that approach of okay, not only do we want to um, clear the clutter so that people can use their home functionally but how else do we want to how do we want to set up new systems and how do we want to set up um, how do we want to organize mm. the space so that it is really functional and easy to maintain yeah so that you know whether they live alone or they live with housemates or they've got a family that they're living with um, and and also we think about how does the rest of the family, if there is other people living in the house, how does the rest of the family also need to operate? Um, so tell us about some of the spaces that you've worked with with mobility issues, Amy. Mm. I find that kitchens are really important. So look, actually, can I just come back to a thought that, and then I'll come back to kitchens, um, come back to a thought around mobility. And that is one of the philosophies that we have at the R2D Cluttering is nothing should live on the floor, aside from furniture, obviously, like your couch needs to live on the floor, but the floor is not a home for other things. The floor is not home for paperwork. The floor is not a home for toys. The floor is not a home for your book collection. The floor is not a home for anything because as soon as something's on the floor it means it doesn't really have a home the floor is nobody generally says I know where I'm going to keep this collection of things in the middle of the lounge room floor or up against the wall in the spare room on the floor so I think when it comes to function and mobility you want to think about your floor as needing to be a completely clear space aside from furniture and um, so that you have really clear access to spaces and rooms what often we discover as professional organisers is furniture is too large for a space and that can create function and mobility issues. So I've had clients whose beds were so big that they couldn't get their walking frame down the side of it. And so actually by going from a king size bed to a double bed or whatever they needed, enabled them to have the ability to get all the way to their bed with a walker. Um, same with couches. Sometimes a couch can be just too low. And so it's too difficult to get in and out of or a furniture piece can make it so that you have to slide down the side of um, a couch to get into the living room. So um, that's just all the caveat to what's on the floor is you also need to think about the size of your furniture. Excellent, excellent points. So kitchens, I've worked in kitchens. Let's talk about Go. kitchens from different mobility issues. Go for it. Tell me what you find. I've worked with several different clients of around their mobility in their kitchen. Um, some people have been uh, short statured, so thinking about uh, and they've raised, I think what they've done is, I can't remember if they raised the floor or if they Ooh, just like got that. a whole new kitchen mm -hmm. and dropped it, like made it made it appropriate size just like I know people who are really tall and when they've built their houses they've made the kitchen benches at an appropriate height yep. for them which is way too tall for me I was gonna say, how do, you, do you have a little stool that you bring up <laughs> um and uh with one of my polio clients we've we've we, the whole purpose of any storage space is about retrieval yep. 
and kitchens. Nowhere is this more important than the kitchen. So thinking about what you use every day and and then like and taking into consideration the as we always say like the holistic view of the home who else lives in the home do do other people help you in the kitchen on a regular basis or is it just when you um you know like if you're having a party mm. they come in and help you um and so looking at every item in the kitchen and making really wise decisions about where it is that it gets stored in relation to its um retrieval yeah so if you're using obviously most of us are using cutlery every day so that needs to be at a a very easy to grab space Uh, where i find most clients across the board whether they've got mobility issues or not um, is filling up those corner cupboards (laughs) and filling up cupboards uh, using prime real estate so the best cupboards in the kitchen are often not used for the best uh, for the most used things in your kitchen so sometimes we use the like prime real estate for what we think should go in that drawer or in that cupboard and so I do this across the board whether people have mobility issues or not your kitchen is the most one of the most used rooms in your house and it needs to work the best for you so Mm. I'm often rearranging kitchens you're a rebel I'm not a rebel because you do it too. (laughs) I'm actually just thinking of a house where we put, they don't bake very often, so we put the baking supplies in the cupboard where the crockery was, so plates and bowls, and put the crockery stuff in the pantry because they had back issues. And so rather than reaching down to get the crockery that was hurting them every day, oh, all of a sudden it's at the right height and the baking stuff doesn't need to be right in your face every day. So you're right, I I also join you in rebellion. (laughs) Yeah, well, and that's why our whole philosophy at The Art of Decluttering is making a space work functionally the best for your unique situation Yeah, because that solution wouldn't have necessarily worked if they bake every day. Correct. You still would have needed to move the crockery for their back and for their mobility issues, but you may not have put the baking stuff where you did put it so we are always looking always all of us all a hundred million of us now in the art of decluttering (laughs) and we want to encourage you listeners to be really thinking about where does stuff need to live so that not only is it the easiest to retrieve but it's also the easiest to put away Preach, 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 Kirst. I, I think that it's also worth noting that that's why we ask so many questions because we are really trying to uncover not just how a kitchen should be used, but how do you use the kitchen? I was um, organising with a client and working with a couple of our staff with this client and found out that they hate standing at the bench to do meal prep. It hurts their feet. They've got leg issues. And so we just moved the kitchen table to a more central location near like right near the kitchen and now they can do their meal prep at the kitchen table it has changed the way that they do it like we keep getting text messages going why did I not think of this earlier and they've been able to engage their kids in meal prep now because they too can sit at the table and it has become a family time rather than somebody painfully standing at a bench um 
I give just like you just we have so many questions to help make things function the best way possible for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Yes. And we want you to ask those questions of yourself when you don't have us there in your ears saying, is there a better way to do this? Tell us about what the best thing about this kitchen is or tell us about what the worst thing in this bathroom is. Yeah. And it's across the, like, sometimes it takes outside fresh eyes, but we want to encourage you that you can have fresh eyes too for a space. So just walk into your kitchen and ask yourself though, or, you know, walk into any space in your home, what's working, what's not working and dig into the why, why isn't it working? Like, is it because I have to walk from one side of the bedroom to the other to get something that I need back on the other side of the bedroom mm. like and so this helps not only with mobility issues but with every function in your home and we want you to we want to really give you permission you don't need our permission but again we we give it to you if you need if you think you need it that to like give a big thing middle finger to <laughs> cultural <laughs> expectations of ourselves so again like just because you've got three bathrooms and a bathroom you think needs to be used as a bathroom but you're really lacking in storage space you can turn that third bathroom into a storage cupboard if you need to so Whoa. thinking yeah like I know world changer here <laughs> But just giving yourself permission to not do things the way that you even think think yeah. that they it needs to be done. So, you know, we we want you to think about the function of your home and the ease of use in your home and and aesthetics, like as well. It's not negating aesthetics. Like, you know, for instance, in my home, we just get into the the habit of putting things away so sometimes we like this is a common example that amy and i use is the and not so much amy because she doesn't have boys with long hair in their her home but <laughs> for her clients we often say thinking about the hair accessories um and that they're stored that typically they're stored in a bedroom or a bathroom but you may be doing your kids hair in the hallway just as you're leaving the house yeah. just as you're walking out the house so maybe you could move the hair accessories into the hall stand or close to where you're doing it um i know in my home um simon would much prefer us to just take those two minutes to walk back into the bathroom and put all the <laughs> hair accessories away no i don't oh, believe no. that about simon <laughs> But maybe people in your home aren't so worried about having a basket with hair accessories on the hall stand. So that's totally fine. Or maybe you do need to find an aesthetically pleasing thing to 
house all of those accessories in an area that's closer than the upstairs bit bathroom. Yeah, and think about it too. If you're a mum that's in a wheelchair, you need to have it so that the kids can maybe grab a basket of the hair accessories and bring it to you rather than you having to kind of go throughout the house and there's a drawer so you have to be in a certain room and if someone's left a towel on the ground, that's creating additional issues. Like think about functionality with the storage as well as where you keep it as well as how you're actually going to do the event I feel like we're um we're stepping on OT's feet when in this episode because so much of what we do is actually thinking about all these functionality questions we can't do any of the amendments and the amazing things that OTs do but we do try and put on our OT hat a little bit to say okay well what's the outcome and how can we help you get there in the easiest way possible oh and I totally don't think that we're stepping on their feet I think that this part of our job really crosses over with OTs like again we don't like you said we're not there to do the amendments and to make any enhancements to the house but we're definitely here to encourage you to think about how you function in the house how do you need to function in the house how to how does your house have to serve you rather than you serving the house yeah I love this stuff I love it I love it I love it um One of the things too is once you have a decluttered home, you're much more able to assess what functionality needs that you have in the home. Um, If you have a spare room that is really cluttered and someone in your house gets the flu and you decide, actually, I don't want to sleep next to this fluey person. I'm going to sleep in the spare room. But then the spare room's really cluttered and when you get to go up to the toilet or get up to the kids in the middle of the night, you're going to trip on things. That is also really important to be thinking about from a safety perspective. So even though it may not affect you right now, you need to think about as things change, what does that look like for your family? We've got a client that's booked in coming up um, who has a brittle bone disorder. And so some of the things we'll be thinking about when we go in and help them is how do we avoid having obstacles that she could bump into? Or I hear she's quite an active girl. So how do we make sure that we're not creating situations where there's just it's too tempting not to climb up things and jump off onto the couch? So, you know, we're taking all of that into consideration and that's stuff you can take into consideration too. Mm. And there's like some really practical things that you probably are already thinking about. But um, one of the things that's coming to mind for me is having installing, and this goes for kids and people um, in wheelchairs or confined mostly to wheelchairs or short stature, is having in your wardrobe having a rod that is down the bottom of the like halfway oh, yes. down your wardrobe rather than having to get a grabber to reach up to the top or, or for your kids you always having to get their clothes out um or them like my kids used to do just yank on the clothes yeah. and the clothes coat hanger breaking as they yank so uh-huh. just All thinking about other yeah so having that um suspension rod or like you know even if it's a hardware like that you do screw into the wardrobe um having that second lower hanging rail in the in the bath in the in the, your wardrobe um so it it is about like taking being creative and taking fresh eyes to every situation um and thinking about what is bothering me like well, what are some tasks repetitive tasks that I do in the house that I'm always I always get frustrated by Mm. or if it's like 
why do the kids never put this away? Well, is it, have you just made the steps too hard for them to put it away? Or my husband never puts this thing away. Like how can you make it easier for everybody to actually maintain the decluttered and organized home that you've worked hard and you and your family have worked hard to instill or create? How do you, like that's an awesome opportunity to then reassess the way things are working when things are constantly not being put away Mm. think about is there a better way is there a better place to have this to make it easier to actually get the shoes put away or the clothes put away or the towel hung up or whatever it is it's like you need to put on your little engineer's hat and think is there a better way to do this I find some of the suggestions I make with clients, they're like, I never would have thought of that. One of the suggestions with a client recently was if you take that particular wardrobe door off, you'll have room for a desk in this bedroom. But if you have the wardrobe door on, you need the opening space, obviously, for it to swing out and you're not going to be able to fit a desk in. And he was working from home. And he just looked at me like, are we allowed to take a wardrobe door off? I said, yeah, well, functionally, it's going to work really well. You don't actually keep clothes in that part of it. That's where you keep your paperwork. So you're actually kind of creating an office and it's just thinking differently about that. And when we work with other clients, we're like, do you actually need a bedside table or do you need something else in this space or in the garage? What's the purpose of keeping a spare mattress? Could you actually just have a blow-up mattress that lives under the kids' beds for the once a year a friend stays over? It is putting that engineering hat on and thinking, how could I do this differently? Mm, And it's solving for the problem. Yeah, it's solving for the problem that you have rather than having uh, an idea of the solution already. Yeah, and trying to make the solutions that you know about fit your problem. Yes. Yeah, we didn't say that very clearly, but I think we know what we mean. Yeah, good. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, because like wardrobe doors, like you can you know, you could then think about do you have it in your budget to put sliding doors in instead because then you would have that aesthetically pleasing closed door but it wouldn't inter- it wouldn't interfere in your desk. Mm. So yeah. there's yeah. – it's Or so... be like the Ravels, we don't have any wardrobe doors because we think they're just superfluous and annoying and make people stop putting clothes away because they've got to open a door to put it away. <laughs> we just don't have them. Yeah. And that, and that's that's totally fine. And that's where it's coming. That's when everybody in the house is in agreement with that. Yeah. It's like, how do you marry people's? How do you find a solution that works for everybody in the house when you have different opinions as well, and getting creative around that as well? Always room for creativity. Yeah, well, this has been a fun episode, Amy. I'm glad that we got to talk about functionality and encouraging people to think about how they function in their home whilst also talking about some mobility issues so is there anything that you can think of that I mean we could talk about this topic for hours and hours but you know we want people to get to work on time (laughs) we want people to still like us at the end of this episode (laughs) yeah so have you got so yeah got any further tips yeah I think I would just um bring people's attention to a statement that you made um right at the start which was about fresh eyes but if it's a professional organizer declutter coach ot neighbor mum, sister sometimes just having somebody else come into the space and you should say 
if I gave you free reign in this room, what would you do to make it more functional? Or here's the problem I'm having when I get into this chair. It's really hard to get back out. And just see if you can brainstorm with people to find a solution. I think those fresh eyes is really important. Mm. I would, what would I restate? I think I would, I really, funnily enough, I really liked your statement at the beginning about oh, having so much floors. love. I know, but I really like that about having clear floors um, that will help particularly like mobility issues that will really help, but it also helps every family. Like yeah. then you're not tripping over things. You're not getting frustrated. And um, I know in lots of houses that we go into, people become clutter blind. Yeah. They become blind to stuff until they're tripping over it, until it becomes a trip hazard. So yeah. just encourage you to have fresh eyes across your whole house and, yeah, really um, solve for the problem that you have um, at hand. So, yay. Have we Here's got any reviews? A review, yes. This review um giving a heart back to two peas in a podcast that you talked about before. <laughs> this, he, this person's name is Pseudo P and the podcast review was left on Apple Podcasts and it's a five-star review titled The Art of Living and they write, The Art of Decluttering podcast holds your hand and gives you the skills to declutter excess items from your home and your life. The name is misleading, though, as this podcast also teaches the art of organising all facets of your life and the art of intentional living too. Oh, that's so kind. And these life lessons are always delivered judgment-free with grace and empathy. That, that review is just all the things. Well, Look at everything, Kirst. I know who Studio P is, so thank you, Miss Mrs. S for that lovely <laughs> I did review. wonder if it was that person. It's yes. such a beautiful review. <laughs> so thank you. Um, I'm so glad that you find this podcast great and helpful to you and your beautiful, beautiful family. And we hope that you other listeners also um, find this podcast the art of living as well. So Amy, what's people's challenge today? Today is if you are wearing runners without socks, oh, your punishment gross. is that you have to leave a review. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was going to say if you are a P, if you listen to two P's in a podcast as well. and Rate two then, then this week. Yeah, rate them and rate us. And if you don't know what we're talking about, then you can thank us later for going yeah, to listen. We'll put a link in the show notes. All right, so if you are currently wearing runners with no socks or you listen to the podcast of our friends, Two Peas in a Podcast, this week is your week to leave us a review. And don't think everybody else is going to do it because your review matters and it really helps us to reach more people with the beautiful message of intentional living and the art of organising as well as the art of decluttering. <laughs> well, have a lovely week and we can't wait to be in your ears and your hearts again next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Hold up. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 